This is 69 The Podcast. I'm Dave Haynes. 69 has been covering the digital signage industry since the dawn of man, first online and now as a podcast. The goal on here is to make listeners aware of interesting companies, smart people, and new technology developments, all of them meaningful in making digital signage projects happen. I try to help listeners understand sometimes complicated subjects and why they should care. The podcasts are free and I try to get a new one out weekly, but things happen now and then. The 69 Podcast has been gratefully sponsored and supported since the start by Jeremy Gavin and the fine folks at ScreenFeed, the digital signage content store. ScreenFeed makes beautiful-looking, totally automated content for signage and digital out-of-home networks. Check them out at ScreenFeed.com. 69 has been around since 2006, and the publication and podcast are now owned by Spectrio, which provides customer engagement solutions for business. You can find them at Spectrio.com. The Austrian firm Umdash refers to itself as the store makers, designing, building, and kitting out retail stores at scale, both in Europe and globally. About seven or eight years ago, the company looked at the shifting state of retail and realized that staying relevant meant adding digital to its tool set, a decision that's played out nicely for the business unit, which is part of a much bigger holding company that is a global leader in construction, from office towers to single-family homes. I first met Bernd Eibel, I know I'm kind of screwing up that name, earlier this year at ISE, knowing almost nothing about Umdash and not a whole lot more about what the company refers to as shop fitting. But after this podcast chat, I now know a lot more about the company and more broadly about the expectations, challenges and demands of properly designing and equipping retail in 2023. We get into a lot of things, including defining experience in retail. We also have an interesting discussion about sustainability in retail particularly a shift from doing store refreshes every five to seven years to 10 years and longer. That's driven mainly by demands to stop tossing out perfectly good wood, plastic and metal finishings to make way for new designs. One of the beauties of applying digital in retail is its ability to refresh a store's look and feel by changing files, not hard materials. Bernd, thank you for joining me. Can you tell me what Umdash does and and what it means by store makers? Okay, uh, Dave, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, Umdash actually is a, it's a family-owned company with a history of about 150 years. We are a shop-fitting company, basically focused on the European market. And we're, we are building stores in different areas, from fruit area to, to grocery stores, fashion industry, banks, uh, automotive industry, all places where we say where business is done. And uh, we are around about uh, 2,000 employees in, 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 in our organization. And um, since, since around about seven years, uh, we have established the business of digital retail because we have seen that the business is completely shifting from, 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 from the traditional millwork uh, and handcraftsmanship towards a digital business. Um, and this is what UMDR stands for. And yeah. And our headquarter is in Austria, in Amstetten. And where, where for people who don't know Austria like me, <laughs> where where would that oh, okay. uh, where would you locate it? Um, um, is yeah. it by Vienna or somewhere else? Okay, uh, probably most of you might know Munich or some of them in Salzburg, where Mozart comes from, or Vienna. And and Amstetten or Linz is in the, in in the middle between Munich. Salzburg and 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 Vienna, around about an hour, one and a half hour far from 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 Vienna towards Germany. Okay, in that direction. And, and Umdash is quite a big company. I think I saw the turnover is one and a half, one point five billion euro. 
Mm. So this is when you're talking about the whole company. Uh, Umdash right. basically exists of, of three company pillars. Uh, the biggest one, and it's, it's circled the Doka. It's it's a form working company. It's also established in the North American market. Uh, so we are always saying around about every building higher than 200 meters in the world is by 80% built by Umdash technology. And the second one is is the is, is our one is it's the Umdash store makers. It's the shop fitting business, and and the youngest. Uh, mm-hmm. Group is is ventures where we invest venture capital for um, we say disruptive technologies in the field of construction and in the field of retail technology. And in total, yes, okay. uh, we are doing around about one point five billion euros turnover. So, so you, you're pretty substantially backed in terms of your initiatives. You're anything but a startup. Yes, that's definitely right. When you say you're doing the uh, the build of stores is that the build including the whole actual physical building or when you're talking about store makers or shop fitters you're talking about the interior mm-hmm. uh, it's a very good question the value chain in projects in the past we usually were focused on on, on the design aspect of interior design on, on on the production of interior the installation of interior of shop fitting interior um but as I mentioned, as we are as a big company, we are also building those mm-hmm. big buildings with our technology. So our supply chain is moving in the direction in a very early stage when a building is already, when it's in the building phase uh, where Umdash comes in. Uh, and there is where we want to jump in and, 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 and guide the customer from building also to the interior, also to the operating of the building as well as the stores. So we are mm-hmm. serving the customer of the whole chain, supply chain uh, and, and, and operating chain of, 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 of buildings, not just basically focused still on, on shop fitting. Right. When you mentioned that the digital end of this uh, was started about seven years ago. Was that mm-hmm. the result of seeing an opportunity or uh, because the uh, retail industry and the the requirements and asks of the, the retail customers was to incorporate this in there? So you kind of had to add this or Umdash had to add this. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, honestly spoken in, in, in- some years ago, we had very, very tough times in shop fitting. We had losses um, uh, and the, at the end of the year. And, and we have seen that uh, with, with the rise of, 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 of standard uh, online shopping, we have seen we are faced with a very big shift of, of, of how customers are shopping in the future. And this brought us in real, real trouble some years ago. And we were faced with, with, with the decision what should we do? Should we run away or should we jump into this new topic, integrate it and, 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 and develop our core business? And this is what we have done. And around about, it was eight years ago, uh, we sat together and said, which, which technology should we start, should we start in, in the terms of retail technology? Because there are so many technologies um, on the market, but what should be the first step for Umdash? Uh, which customers and, and retailers believe that we can that that we can deliver, uh, and and the second aspect was how we can uh, handle the shift of paradigm within our employees. 
um, mm-hmm. because some of them, they had the fear they have known that the online shopping and digital technologies are, are our enemies and our core business. And now we want to bring them into our core organization. And so therefore we figured out two technologies at the beginning. The one was digital signage just to say to replace a poster by a screen. And the second one was mm-hmm. um, uh, electronic shelf labeling. It's the price tag on the shelf. With those two technologies, we started the digital initiatives within the Umlisch group in terms of retail. And where we started the shift of paradigm and the shift of the whole organization towards getting more and more digital. That, that's not an easy shift to make for uh, a, a more traditionally focused company, is it? A lot of training, um, a lot of uh, education. Yeah. That's right. On the one hand, definitely. On the one hand was that we have shown up our employees the chance we have. Uh, on the other hand, yes, we have to convince them. And yes, we have to train them how to integrate screens. It sounds very simple when you say just implement a screen. But honestly spoken, mistakes in the implementation of hardware are still done. When you look through mm-hmm. stores uh, on the market, uh, air circulation, uh, maintenance uh, uh, um, possibilities, um, and all those things. And honestly spoken, we are not focused on one single store project. We are focused on rollouts where we build thousands of stores. And there you have to mm-hmm. really exactly plan how you implement this. Because if you don't do this very carefully and you have any troubles, for example, with air circulation and you have, you have snack works afterwards uh, and you have to do uh, uh, changes, it costs a lot of money. So therefore, we have to, make, uh, we have to, we have to create the, the, the knowledge at our technical designers when they are designing the furniture, when they are designing the stores. Um, and there are many, many other aspects where we, where we teach them um, how to implement this. And not in just term, in terms of, 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 of digital signage, also in the terms of electronic shelf labeling and electronic shelf labeling, I would say it's booming since Corona, uh, where we have seen that many of the big retail chains, there which are investing hundreds of millions of dollars and, 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 and euros. For example, Walmart, as you might know, had decided to implement uh, uh, electronic shelf labeling in the North American market. Um, this is uh, a few million hundred dollar project which is currently started. Uh, they have to exactly plan how they implement those little, little simple little looking electronic shelf labels uh, on, on, on the shelf edge uh, that it's not falling down, that it's not stolen, that it got, doesn't get broken, um, et cetera, et cetera, and that the appearance uh, of, 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 of the whole uh, shelf um, is, is still working um, uh, as soon as an electronic shelf labeling is put it uh, in front of the, of, of, of the product on the shelf corner, the shelf edge. And, and there could be a real disconnect uh, between uh, building engineers and uh, pure interior design teams uh, w- with the technology that then has to go in. I, you know, I, I've heard, heard of and seen mm. endless cases of why did they mm. do that? And why, why didn't these folks talk to each other? So if you can mm. uh, keep that all within one uh, mm. you know, business entity doing all that planning, you, then, then you don't get mm. those disconnects, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. And this is, was, one, was one reason why we have merged different departments within Umdash 
uh, together, um, where we have brought together on, for example, in Duisburg in Germany, we have built up an, 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 a new office where we brought together all the interior designers together with the uh, uh, our digital retail designers, where the digital storytelling comes together with the with the with the design, with the shop fitting design storytelling. I would say um, that that you definitely see the red line through through the customer experience when it when 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 it's designed. Um, and this was one of the mistakes we, we also did in the past that we separated those teams that we said, okay, uh, let's plan the store and afterwards we plan the digital applications. Uh, but we, we instantly have seen that it's not working uh, because mm-hmm. uh, how, to, how to say the harmony in the whole concept wasn't given. Um, and therefore, it's very necessary that as soon and in the very early stage of the project, both competences in the organization are working on the project and start instantly the communication um, together with the customer. Um, how to realize uh, uh, shop fitting customer journeys uh, which are working. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know your business, but I assume for more traditional shop fitting, uh, a company is part of a, a larger team that's doing any number of things and uh, you, you you become a a contractor to a to a larger project, whereas with this, I, I'm getting the sense that you you guys start right at the strategy stage, and carry on through through the uh, project execution. And I'm I'm wondering, do you also do mm-hmm. kind of aftercare? Do, are you doing managed services where you're managing the digital signage component of the uh, the retail network? Um, definitely, this is something you have to provide. Also, in terms of digital installation. Uh, as, as, as many other full-service integrators, we, we were serving in an early, early stage from, from the concept until software development, installation, also operating, that means content creation, hosting, uh, on-site services, etc. cetera. Uh, but what we have seen in, in combination with digital, uh, with, in combination with shop fitting, we have seen that those competences, which we already have in terms of digital, are asked in the future also from shop fitters. That means that the retailer wants to have a single point of contact, a kind of support hotline for shop fitting mm-hmm. topics. Um, if he needs other shelves, if he needs uh, something's broken, uh, if he needs um, uh, extra components, he don't want to, ha- he, 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 he doesn't want to, to contact different uh, contact points within the organization. He wants to have one single point of contact. And we are also faced with the topic of SLAs within shop fitting so that we have to react within a certain period of time and fix the problem on site. Uh, why? Because also the furnitures which are produced in the near future will get smarter uh, and sensors will be implemented. Uh, and, and as soon as you have technical components, electronic components within the, the, the traditional shop fitting uh, uh, environment, uh, you need those services, maintenance and operating services for customer. One mm-hmm. easy topic is, for example, the cash desk. Right. Uh, when you're talking about sensors, that, that's something you could do right now. But is it a case of the the sensor technology and and the thinking behind all of that needs to just mature a bit more so that it, it it's it's fully integrated as opposed to something you add on? Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's um, 
first of all, yes, uh, some some installations we are doing are, are I would say, let's say it's stupid ones, uh, which are not reacting based on sensors. <laughs> um, um, yes, we see definitely the trend on the market, the sensors. Uh, will be will be uh, enable the retail to get more flexible, to get more uh, target oriented, uh, to decrease um, 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 the loss of 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 improper communication to customers when it comes, for example, to digital signage, where always it is the combination of sensors when you use it for audience measurement and smart targeting, um, and we also see um, sensors, weight sensors, light sensors out-of-shelf sensors, uh, but also in terms of loitering, in terms of queue management, uh, where we see that, that the different kinds of sensors getting more and more popular. Uh, and mm. um, everything that pays in for the, for the retailer to optimize processes, because all of them have staff topics that they don't find the stuff they need on the shop floor. So we have to help them to optimize our process costs. Uh, and reduce the effort for the stuff they have on on on, on the shop floor, and and the other thing is uh, to to increase uh, the the shop experience for the customer, and and sensors will be definitely one of the hot topics for the new future. And this is why you are why you are seeing when you look on the signage market or on other other retail technology markets that that camera sensors, optical sensors, are and the radar sensors are. Are getting more and more um, required uh, from 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 integrators and asked by by retailers uh, for smart solutions. For over a decade, ScreenFeed has been the reliable choice for beautifully designed, licensed content such as news and weather. We handle over 27 million requests a day to deliver dynamic content to 200,000 screens across the globe. Now we bring you ScreenFeed Connect, a no-code solution that makes complex content projects easy. Projects that used to take our designers and developers weeks became a to-do we could complete before lunch. The easy-to-use browser-based tool leverages pre-built data connections and ready-made widgets to give you the power to design with data. Create team member profiles, schedules, tenant directories, progress boards, featured products, or anything that leverages your data. Discover how Connect empowers you to complete projects faster at screenfeed.com. When you're using uh, things like uh, audience measurement technologies, whether it's camera-based, radar-based, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. what are they looking to get out of that? Are they just trying to understand how the store works, or are they trying to do uh, almost personalized one-to-one messaging to shoppers as they come within, a, you know, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, a strike zone? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, one thing is definitely to optimize to optimize the one-to-one communication to the customer, that you mm-hmm. send the right message to the right customer. Let's say uh, if it is a male, a male customer in the age between 25 and 35, that we play out the right playlist when he's looking on the screen. Uh, first of all, so therefore optimizing the one-to-one communication to the customer. And the other thing is we're using the sensors for, for, for reducing uh, process costs process costs for for the retailer uh for example one of the hot topics currently is out of shelf management um or expired date management this is something everybody's working on how they can how they can uh, uh support mm. the retailer to to reduce those process costs for him um um and those are the i would say the most 
important two areas where sensors are currently asked for. Uh, and audience measurement, for example, mm -hmm. yes, as I mentioned, is, 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 is one is one is one uh, one use case where you can use sensors. Right. Uh, let's talk about some of the trends you're seeing. I, I, I was reading through uh, some Umdash uh, material and as, as well as some interviews, and one of the areas that was mentioned as a trend is individualization. What do you mean by that? Mm -hmm. um, we we are, we definitely we definitely see that that many brands are closing their stores. Uh, many many big or reducing the number of stores they have in the field. Uh, and they want to and they want to increase the customer experience when they're entering the store. And one one I would say one one big criteria is um, how to hold the customer as long as possible in the store and to increase his um, basket um, is to create a high level of individualization for him. And individualization means that we, we, we show the right, the right information to him to, to give him an atmosphere, an ambient design where he feels convenient. Um, and we also a little bit compare when you go online shopping or when you go on websites, uh, due to cookies and and other and other uh, trackers, uh, it is very easy to flexible create the web the web information based on your requirements, and this is something the customer is is now used. It's it's standard for him, and this is some in, in some kind we try to transform those flexibility flexibility of of experience rooms to the to the to the real store that means that we want to to play out the right stores that we send the right push notification on the mobile application for his checkout uh, uh, devices uh, that we probably play the right sounds due to the to the audience which is inside the store that we influence the light based on the outside uh, ambient um, and and there are so many possibilities on the turntable you can you can you can uh increase or decrease uh to create a more and more individualized experience for the for the shopper right yeah you mentioned experience several times how how do you define experience in a retail environment and i'm i'm also curious how the retailers define that when it comes to applying digital um uh this is a very good question um Honestly spoken, uh, some of our retailers don't know it also exactly by themselves. And this is something when we when we are working on concept, what we evaluate together. Uh, and one starting point is definitely the brand itself, the values of the brand, uh, the atmosphere the brand wants to communicate, that it wants to transport, um, and what are the visions and what 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 is the reason for the store? What is the offering of the store? And what is the message of the store? And as soon as you have have answered all those different questions, um, you you can create the storytelling around that. Um, and this at the end creates the experience. And 
our our experts from the consulting they're using then the right materials they're choosing the right colors uh the right light atmosphere we bring in the right technologies the right touch points as soon as we have defined together with the customer the right use cases um and for example and um, uh, by the way, uh, this is one of the big mistakes many retailers are doing and concepts are, are doing. First of all, they're they are thinking in screens, how many screens do we install, where should we place a screen, but they don't think about the, the real use case in behind. What is the benefit of, of the touch point? Uh, and, and this is the way how we create mm -hmm. digital touch points is that we first of all say which use case, which benefit we want to create, then we use where at which area of the store we want to offer this 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 use case and technology is is the last point of the whole story um and and all this together i would say is 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 the key of success uh for for those and we call it already experienced stores um to bring them alive and one one mm -hmm. one i want to add one one more thing is um we always have to keep in mind when we create those stores that we have to think mid or long term in terms of operation. Um, most of our customers, uh, everybody wants to have the most fancy store, uh, 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 what is possible, but um, we have to think what is in three years, what is in five years with the store. We also have to keep have to keep in mind how we can run the store, how we can operate, how we can keep this level of experience up for the next years and not just for one year. Um, and this is also very critical, a very important point when you start designing um, a store and an experience store and when you create experience for, 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 for retailers and customers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, they have to think about uh, a five to seven year creative budget that's going to be refreshed steadily and they have to think about technology that's somewhat future-proofed and isn't going to look old in uh in five years uh well, just to there add one thing to... um you, no, you're, go ahead. Talk, you're talking about five to seven years honestly in europe i don't know how it's what's happening in north america in canada we are faced with the topic that our stores have to last for the next 10 to 12 years, we are asked by the retailers. This is a very hot topic currently due to sustainability, ESG, um, that we have to develop stores that last much, much longer. So therefore, we as a shop fitter have to rethink our business model uh, because usually it's definitely right what you're saying. In the past, we have redesigned the stores every five to five to seven years around about that time. Um, and 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 um, in or pharmacy stores in, in all about I would say around about twenty years, um, but uh, in the near future, and we're not talking about the near future. I think within the next three years, we have to have concepts ready that 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 um, enable us to uh, to 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 realize concepts that are. On a on an economic way, uh, um, uh, um, beneficial for a shop fitter to create stores that last ten years plus, uh, and one of those things could be operating services you provide, uh, also more digital services you provide, uh, and this is one of the big challenges for shop fitter in Europe. Um, mm -hmm. uh, they are currently faced, and I think it's a very positive challenge because it has to be done. And this has to primarily do with 
waste material at the end of that five to seven years that you're throwing out all the the wooden cabinets the the metalwork everything in plastic and start and refreshing the whole look of the store and therefore you're you're tossing you're filling a landfill site with with all this old uh exactly you know re- retail design material exactly exactly uh all those topics you have mentioned are 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 paying into this topic and and the big challenges and we have for example nike is 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 is, is, is one of our big customer in europe um um they they are using used materials already and and we definitely see in 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 the design process that the the demand for used materials refurbished materials it's getting mm-hmm. it's getting more and more uh but the availability and the quality is not yet there what is ex- expected by the retailer that it lasts for a certain period of time but the trend is definitely going towards that direction and that's the reason why we have implemented uh at the Euroshop this year i would say a sustainability database within our organization where we do a lot of research for refurbished materials um how they how long they last how you how you can uh uh um 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 use them in in, in shop fitting um and Therefore, we are currently investing a lot of money and time to 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 create the knowledge you need um, to to fulfill this demand, which is definitely increasing over the next, I would say, two to three years. Hmm. You, you you mentioned how there were. Uh, sorry, I've, I've lost my train of thought here. <laughs> oh, that's what I wanted to talk about. You, you mentioned Nike. And uh, as one of your main clients, there's there seems to be two kind of tracks in, in in retail design lately when it comes to digital. There are stores like the Nikes and other particularly athletic apparel kinds of retailers where they, as well as fast fashion, where the stores are just visually noisy. There's all this digital going on and that's it's very much digital forward. And then the other track, particularly in luxury retail, is it's very minimalistic, where there's there's digital integrated in there, but it's it's definitely not in your face. It's, it's mm-hmm. it has mm-hmm. a very distinct purpose and mm-hmm. kind of blends in with the overall mm-hmm. design. Is that what you're seeing? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, this is something what we can underline. Um, un- uh, unfortunately, we are don't doing the, the the digital installations for Nike, but this is definitely a goal where we are heading towards. Um, um, yes, calm them uh, down. <laughs> they, 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 there, there. It's, I would say, digital is there a very major part of the storytelling uh, of those stores. When you look at Nike Towns, for example, uh, it's for the whole experience. It's also it enabled the digital applications also enable the retailer to entertain a big number of customers on the shop floor. When we come to luxury stores where you have a limited number of, 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 of customers on the shop floor at the same time, uh, you're focused more and more on the one-to-one communication from, 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 from staff to the, to the, re- to the, to the customer. Mm-hmm. And there is also much, much more the product, the real product uh, in the center of the storytelling. And, and they are much more focused on, on, the, on, on, on the materials they're using for shop fitting. Um, and 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 the, uh, how to say um, the, the 
the luxury feeling and, and, and being luxury doesn't mean to be digital to be digital mm-hmm. um, I, I would say and and that's the reason why why we don't see too much digital applications uh, at luxury stores they are more minimalized there uh, because the product is in the front and and especially the the stuff is in the front mm-hmm. they're in there for the product not just attracted by the shiny lights that, that's right uh, what does digital represent for the the shop fitting side of Umdash's business? I, I think I saw something saying it used to be like maybe ten percent, but now it's it's roughly half. No, no, no. I, I, I would love that it would be half. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, my boss always says, Bernd, you have to do at least fifty percent of our total turnover has to be digital." Uh, probably in the future, yes. Definitely. Uh, this is something where we, where we see the trend um, because digital services are also getting into traditional shop fitting uh, applications. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently, we are doing around about 10 to 15% of our total turnover is done by digital. And, and, and are you primarily operating in Germany, Austria, and Switzerland? Or uh, I, I assume that some of your customers take you all over the world with the mm-hmm. projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a strategy we have we have within the whole organization of Ondash. Um, uh, at, with the shop fitting department, we are, we are doing business uh, basically in whole Europe uh, and, and in the Middle East and in Turkey and in some areas of North Africa. Uh, and we say um, uh, in, in, those, in those areas, we are actively doing business. Uh, last question. If, if, if I was traveling through Europe and... I asked you, okay, I'd love to see one of your stores where you, you've guided the project and, and, and deployed. Mm-hmm. And is a reference case you can talk about where would you send me or somebody else to go uh, look? When you fly over from Canada to Europe, I would say let's make a pit stop in London and go to Harrods. So we are currently rebuilding uh, Harrods back to, the, I think it's 1920s. Uh, oh, wow. Interesting. Well, I'll be in uh, in London in mid-September, so I'll uh, have to pop by Harrods. Perfect. Take a trip to Knightsbridge. Perfect. Give me a ring. I will come over there. and Let's go there together. <laughs> All right. Uh, Baron, thank you very much for spending the time with me. Thanks. Thanks for having me and all the best to Canada. That's it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and maybe you learned a thing or two. If you're new to 69, it's a podcast that's been around since 2016. You can click around the archive and find hundreds of conversations with smart industry people. If you're new to digital signage, you need to be reading 169 at 16-9.net. You'll find more than 8,000 posts by me and expert guest writers about this industry. 169 is not a press release republishing mill, like a lot of this stuff out there. If something makes it on 169, that means it matters in some way to the business. Everything about 69 is free. Great sponsors make my work possible, and the key one here is ScreenFeed, the digital signage content store. Check out all the curated and automated content available at ScreenFeed.com. 69, the blog and the podcast, are now owned by Spectrio, which does customer engagement solutions, most of that digital signage, for all kinds of businesses. You'll find them in the Tampa area and online at Spectrio. That's Spectrio.com. You'll find me working out of a sunny back room in my house, located outside Halifax, Nova Scotia, on the east coast of Canada. Thanks for listening. I'm Dave Haynes.